I've got me some new help this morning. I was tired of Chad messing it up every Sunday, and so I, uh, I went out and brought in a ringer. So uh, You think he's watching? Yeah. This is James King, and we're live streaming. Hi, Chad. <laughs> this is James King. James is the uh, area director for Coastal Bend Young Life. That's an outreach to kids in our community, and they've been doing a great job of that for years, and they've got something special coming up, so tell us about it, bro. Um, well, we've got to raise money, uh, and I love to fish, so I figured we'd kill two birds with one stone, and we do a fishing tournament every year to raise money for Young Life, um, and you can fish in that, you could help, uh, you could donate to that. Uh, if you go to www.coastalbend.younglife.org, you can register there, uh, or just talk to me if uh, you're like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to help out at uh, the fishing tournament this coming Friday or Saturday. We'd love your help, so just let me know. All right. Okay, I want you to get your imagination going this morning. Imagine you have little kids. You might be thinking, Ed, there's no imagination necessary. I got the little kids. But maybe you don't, or maybe like me, your kids are grown, whatever. But I want everybody to think about yourself as a parent with small children, and the kids are not with you. As a matter of fact, the kids are all alone on a dark street late at night. Think about the children. What, what do you think their mind would be like? What do you think they'd be thinking about? What would be their state of mind? I can just imagine every, every frightful thought they could have would come to them. They'd be all lions and tigers and bears, oh my. I mean, they could just be having all kinds of fears. Well, you know, as adults, we deal with fears too. And yet, rather than imagined, our fears can be over real possibilities, real things that can happen that can really, really be a challenge in our life. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't have much trouble with fear, Ed. Well, well, let me throw a few questions at you to maybe get you to think a little different. Do you ever have this thought, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to say? Is this the right thing to do? Or how about this question? Man, I, I just don't know if I've got what it takes. This, this job, this challenge, this, wow, I'm just, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That might be, you know, a little more familiar to you talking about the challenges and possible fears. Well, knowing that we would all face fears, Jesus said something really important right near the end of his time on earth with us. Look at this. Jesus said, I am with you always. I am with you always. He wanted the guys to know I'm going back to heaven to be with the Father, but my spirit is going to be on earth, and I will be with you in spirit all the time. He knew they were going to go through some tough times. And so he's encouraging them ahead of time. Hey, get this in your mind. I am with you always. Now, in this series, we're discussing how Jesus is present with us by using a psalm from the Old Testament of the Bible. We're using Psalm 23, which talks about a shepherd taking care of sheep. And we've been seeing how this relates to us as God's children. Let me read a few verses from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. He lets me lie down in fields of green grass. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me through along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, in this psalm, talking about a shepherd, we're going to get a, a good look at the dynamics of God's love for us, and we're going to use now a New Testament story about Jesus to talk about it. 
We'll pick this story up in uh, Matthew 14, starting in verse 23. Jesus has just finished speaking to a crowd, and he's told his disciples, his best friends, hey, y'all get in that boat, y'all go to the other side of the lake. And uh, we'll pick it up there. Later that night, he was there alone, talking about Jesus, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. We believe that this applies to this verse because doesn't that sound like a scary place? It's not bad enough that you're out on water and there's a storm, but now there's a ghost that you got to deal with. Uh, And so, understandably, that sounds a lot like even though I walk through the darkest valley. Um, and I've actually had the privilege of being on this lake, the Sea of Galilee. I got to go uh, to Israel with Young Life, and we were out on this lake. They, use, they fish in boats about as wide as the front end of this stage. Not a huge boat. It's like a glorified log. And uh, so they're in this, and it's, it's a huge lake. It's, think Matagorda Bay, East Bay. Even It's a little bit smaller, but storms rise up because it's 700 feet below sea level. And in an instant, these winds will come howling over the, the winds on the east uh, and cause these big wind storms. And uh, we were out there one evening. It was gray. We're just sitting out there watching the sun go down. Water was like glass. And then the next morning, we're walking uh, along the beach, and in an instant, one of these storms kicks up, and I actually got to see it, and and in a matter of a couple minutes, the waves are up five, ten feet in the air, and the wind is howling, waves are crashing on the shore, and so that's what these disciples are dealing with. Not an easy situation, Uh, and so let's look at how they they decide to handle it. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it's I. Relax, it's me. Don't be afraid. And then Peter, uh, he's, not, he's not the most even-keeled. He, he handles this either one of two ways. And so Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. I think with the biggest smile on his face, Jesus said, Come. And so Peter is of one of two mindsets right here. He's either the brash Peter that's like, don't worry, guys, I got this. I've seen Jesus handle this before. If it's really you, it's not really him. Tell me to come out there. And then Jesus says, come. And he's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Or as a fisherman, maybe Peter, we know Peter grew up on that water. He grew up on the north shore of that very same lake fishing. And maybe that's what he had always dreamed of. Maybe he'd always dreamed of getting out on the boat and walking on the water. I don't know if y'all are as crazy as I am. For me, it's flying. I I want to fly. So give me a little bit bit of grace if you see me in a field just doing like this thing. Oh, all right. Okay, not today. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) No. Um, But I think for Peter that, man, I I wish I could do this, would be walking on the water. Didn't we all try to run across the deep end of the pool when we were little, like, See how fast you can move your feet. I don't know anyone who's ever no, done that. No, I'm, I'm the only one. Okay. Okay, nah. I'm just going to keep throwing myself just, under the bus until, you know. <laughs> uh, until I get something. Um, so maybe instead of an I got this, 
Peter's thinking, this could be my chance. This could be the moment I've always waited for. And so <clears throat> either, either way, whether it's I got this or this could be my chance, he's faced with a considerable amount of fear right here. And uh, so I think that, as we move on in the psalm, lines up with I will fear no evil. Evil does exist. We see in this psalm, like, I will fear no evil. It exists, but it's nothing to be afraid of. Jesus tells us right before he says, I'll be with you always, he says, all power and authority has been given to me. If I, have, if I go out there and I eat all the donuts, how many are left for you? None, right? So Jesus has it all. He's the only one to be feared. Um, not evil, not your coworkers, okay? So don't throw them under the bus here either. Um, but can we be honest? Regardless of that fact that we might know in our heads we don't have anything to be afraid of, we still do. We still feel, fear all kinds of different stuff. Like Ed said, how many of y'all are familiar with those questions? Am I enough? Am I, am I doing this right? And I think some of the time, sometimes uncertainty can be the scariest thing of all. Uncertainty can be really scary. Um, and that's what Peter is facing here. Fear comes in many different forms, and we call it many different things, whether that's anxiety or uh, just flat-out fear, uh, but it can come in many different forms, but they all have one solution. And as we move on in this psalm, I will fear no evil because you are with me, for you are with me. It doesn't matter what the fear is, there's one solution for it. And the most common command in the Bible is not behave, I'm powerful. It's don't be afraid, I'm here. It's don't be afraid. And it's always followed by, because I'm here. Because daddy's got this. And <clears throat> Peter's willingness to get out of the boat right here had nothing to do with his ability. Peter hadn't been practicing this all growing up, right? Like, we don't see Peter going, okay, I've tried this. I've done this before. Just move my feet really fast, and, and it, it'll be, I've seen lizards do it. It's going to be okay. I saw it on Discovery Channel. <laughs> it has nothing to do with his practice or his ability, right? But it has everything to do on the person calling him out of the boat. Our ability to handle life, uh, facing life without fear, has nothing to do with our ability, and everything to do with the power and love of Jesus. So you don't have to answer the question, am I enough? Am I doing this right? Because you only have to answer the question, is he with me? With me? And that's, that's what we're talking about. He's always with you. Uh, let's see how this played out for Peter. So moving on. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. <laughs> you have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? <clears throat> Sometimes facing fear is walking on water. It was here for Peter. But sometimes, can we be honest and be real for a second? Sometimes that's getting out of bed. Sometimes facing fear and facing life is just rolling out of bed and going to work. 
Sometimes it can look like a number of different things, but no matter what, as we've said, it doesn't have to depend on our own ability. Um, and Peter learns something important about Jesus in this moment uh, that we see in Psalm 23. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That sounds weird, like we've got this rod and staff and comfort. And they represent God's power and authority. And why is God's power and authority a comfort? Well, God's power and authority are a comfort because he's crazy about you, because he's for you. He loves you. They're a comfort because he loves you. Uh, And Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus. And what, what happens? Jesus holds his head underwater and says, oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> right? But don't we think that that's how he's going to treat us? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did it again. Way to go, Peter. You're sinking like a rock now. Um, and I don't know how long it takes for water to go from ankles to head. Normally when I'm in it, not long. Um, and so he cries out in his fear because he took his eyes off Jesus and onto his circumstances. And doesn't that feel like us? Maybe in the same day, maybe in the same minute. Oh, we're walking on water. This is great. Hey, y'all, check me out. And then, ah, help. It doesn't take long, but immediately Jesus reaches out uh, to take his hand. Peter had known uh, the power of Jesus. Just a few verses before, or chapters before this in Matthew, we see Jesus calm a storm on the middle of the lake, and the disciples go, wow, even the wind and the waves obey him. And, and, and now he learned about the love of Jesus. He knew about the power, and in this instant when Jesus reaches out, why'd you doubt, man? You were walking on water. You were doing it. Um, And the result is feeling comforted and peaceful versus controlled or punished. Why? It's because the power and authority of God combined with his passionate love for us drives out fear. And he can't be our savior without both, right? It doesn't matter how strong and powerful someone is if they don't like me, right? How much help am I going to get from them? And it doesn't matter how loving and kind and compassionate someone is if, like, they have zero ability. If it's some, I'm, like, hanging off of a cliff and this, like, little old lady, like, comes up in her cane or in her hover around, she just kind of scoots up, like, I'll help you. Like, how? Like, unless you got a tow rope on that hover around, then you can just get me out of here. Um, but he's got to have both. And we've got to trust in both. Uh, It looks like, um, so one of my favorite moments of my entire life up to this point, other than marrying my wife, which, I mean, that's number one. Good kid. Behind following Jesus. Man, I'm just (laughs) throwing myself under the bus with everybody. Um, But I was walking uh, down our street with my daughter, Lily. Uh, She's five, super cute. Uh, She'll be running around out here, probably singing some song um, that she made up. But we're walking uh, down our street, and all of a sudden, I feel a little tug on my hand. We're holding hands, walking, and I look down, and she's just, like, walking, got her eyes closed, and not a care in the world. And I look look down, I go, Lily, aren't you worried that you're going to trip over something or 
or run into something, and she looks at me like I just asked the dumbest question in the world. She says, Daddy, you wouldn't let me do that. And my heart melted. You can have whatever you want. We'll pay for whatever college. Like, <laughs> here's my car. Like, and I saw in that moment this trust that God wants us to have. That experience made my heart leap for joy. And that's how God feels about our trust in him. That's why he says it over and over. That's how God feels about our trust for him. Back to Psalm 23 now, verse 5 starts like this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, for the sheep, this is a geographic reference. Here's the deal. In the summer, it would get real hot in the valleys, so the shepherds would take the sheep up to these mountain areas where there was a flat tabletop on the mountains called a mesa. Mesa is Spanish for what? I mean, if you know, table, right? And so they, they would take them up to this tabletop area. It would be cool and it would be lush with vegetation and a great place for the sheep to spend the summer. But before he could take them up there, he had to go check it out really good. He had to go inspect the Mesa region. And so the shepherd would just hike and walk for days checking it out. And while he's doing that, he's making a calendar in his mind. Okay, I'm going to bring them up this side of the Mesa and this area here is just great for grazing, lots of good grass. We're going to stay here a month, but then we're going to need to leave so we don't overgraze. And we're going to go down here to this part of the mesa where the grass isn't quite so good, but we'll just stay there a week. And so in his mind, he's planning out the future of the sheep before he leads them up there. Now, also while he's up there, he's looking around for this poisonous vegetation that can hurt the sheep on the mesas and only on the mesas. There's some different flowers and stuff, and one particular one can really, really hurt the sheep. So he's pulling these out as he's inspecting the mesa area. So then he finally takes the sheep up there, and when they get up there now, he has a new challenge, and that is there are more predators on the mesa than down in the valley. He's got mountain lions and wolves to look for. And so the shepherd, who already is kind of living a 24-7 lifestyle, he's even more on alert for predators while the sheep enjoy the beautiful and rich, lush meadows on the mesa. Now, the parallels for us are pretty cool. We've been saying that Jesus is with us, right? I'm with you always. And we've been leaning hard into that. Well, here, we want to take it a little further. Not only is Jesus always with us, he's also ahead of us. He's also down the road a ways. He's also in next week with you. Right now, he's God. He can be different places and, of course, different times. I mean, he can do anything. And so, just like that good shepherd goes up on the mesa and inspects it and checks it out and prepares it, Jesus is doing the same thing for me and for you. He is aligning events in our future. It doesn't mean everything's going to be easy, but he is already manipulating and working things in the future so that when you're attacked, you won't get eaten by the predators in life that we have to face sometimes. Here's an example. Say you, your, your job's good and everything seems going to be going well and, and you're doing well and it's paying you good and, and everything's good. You're pretty good financially. And then next week, you're informed we have to have a company layoff. We have to cut back and here's your pink slip. You're out of here. And of course, that's just devastating. And 
you know, among other things, you start worrying about how am I going to pay my bills? Well, the reality is Jesus was already there. And he already has a plan. He's not, oh, my gosh, my kid lost, my, my, my son, my daughter lost their job. No, no, he's already like, okay, it's happened to you now. Well, here's what I've planned to do. He already has a plan how he's going to meet our need in the future. And this is what's so cool. He has a plan on how he wants to use future events to help you grow in your faith. He's not just going to give you a new job. He's going to teach you what it is to pray and to believe him and, and to wait on his best in your life. All kind of things he can do because he's already ahead of us. He's already down the road. Now, we see this type of thing uh, in a number of places in the Bible where God is telling his people, hey, you know, you don't need to be worried. And I want to look at one example here. Moses was leading the people of Israel, and he led them out of Egypt, and now they're heading to the promised land, and there's going to be a leadership change. Moses is going to die. God's told him that, and Joshua is going to be the new leader. So Moses is wanting to charge up Joshua to be a confident, faith-filled leader of God's people. Look what Moses says to Joshua in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. You see the connection there? We underlined it in the scripture. God is saying, I'm already there. I'm already in your future don't be afraid today. And that's just what happened as they began to march in the promised land. They'd even have people come to them and say, hey, we've heard about what God's been doing. We're, you know, we, we don't want to mess with you guys. I mean, it was amazing how God was already ahead of them. Well, he's that way in your life too, in my life. He is ahead of us. God knows what battles we will face, and he already has a plan for us. He already has a plan. That just talk about encouraging and comforting. He's already there. He's gone before us. So let's flip this over now and look at it from God's perspective. You see, we believe that we're made in God's image. We see shadows of him in the way our hearts respond. And how do you feel when people doubt you? How do you feel if people think, ah, I don't know if they got what it takes. I don't, I don't know if they even care. I don't know. They've had a plan before, and how'd that work out? How do you feel? Wouldn't it make sense if God felt the same way and that's why he asks us to trust in him? Because he's got it. He knows. He has, a, uh, he has the power and the love and the plan. Uh, he's got uh, those. And, and in Jeremiah 31, 3, uh, we, read that, we read God say, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And that's what's true. His love isn't going anywhere. God's always with you, and so is his love. You don't get to decide that. You can't outrun it. You're not that big of a deal. We see, I mean, have you killed people? Like murder, adultery, cowardice? God brings those people into the fold. He's crazy about them. Um, and so we want to help y'all get to know them. And so we've uh, come up with some steps uh, to do this. Uh, the first step is just get to know Jesus and how he feels about you. <clears throat> some, take some time this week. We've got some verses in your handout and up here. 
Uh, take some time to just get to know them. They're short snippets uh, of the Bible where Jesus and God shows his heart for you. And that's what's true. Not what you feel, but what God tells you. Um, the second one, step two, maybe today is the day you get out of the boat. Maybe today is the day that God's going, come on, I made you for this. He's not going, oh, let's see if you have what it takes. He goes, I've got what it takes, and I'm calling you out. Get out of the boat. Um, and what if following Jesus is a whole lot more like walking on water than it is being in a fan club? What if Jesus is what you're always made for? And you can choose. Uh, the choice is up to you. You can choose to stay in the boat. You can choose to not follow Jesus. And tomorrow, the sky's not going to fall. The world's not going to come crashing down. Um, tomorrow will actually be the same. Is that what you want? Do you want tomorrow to be the same? No, or you can get out of the boat and be on an epic adventure with the God of the universe. And so if that's you today, uh, if you've decided, okay, I'm in. It's scary. I see the wind. I see the waves. I see the circumstances. But I see you out there calling me. And if that's you today, I'm going to say a quick prayer right now. And uh, you can say it with me. You can say it in your head. You can make it your own. Change the words. It's not an incantation. Uh, this isn't Monopoly, and it's not your get-out-of-jail-free card. But this is the moment that you could enter a relationship with the God of the universe. So I'm going to pray. Uh, pray with me. Jesus, I see the wind. I see the waves. And I'm scared. But I see you. I know uh, that I don't have what it takes, but I know you do, and that's all that matters. So Jesus, right now, uh, help me get out of the boat. I choose you. I choose to walk on the waves instead of be afraid of them. So Jesus, take my life. I give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If that was you, I am thrilled for you, by the way. Heaven is throwing a party, and we would like, uh, there's a green card in that seat back in front of you. If you would take that, uh, it says, I've decided. If you would take that and fill that out um, and drop it in one of the offering buckets in the back, um, we want to celebrate with you and with heaven that you've gotten out of the boat, uh, that you have started that relationship. Um, and so please do that and uh, fill that card out and drop it in the boxes by the doors. Uh, and then third is ask God where you need to grow in trusting him. There's probably been things that popped up into your head that, that are, you're feeling some anxiety about right now. Some waves that are keeping you from getting out of the boat. Um, and pray, talk to God, um, and ask him, where do I need to grow and trust in you? And then just get out of the boat because he's calling you. Um, take his hand and close your eyes like Lily did when we were walking down that path. Um, take his hand, close your eyes, but keep on walking. Y'all stand. We're going to pray. Let me remind you of a couple things. Our prayer teams will be up here at the stage wanting to pray with you. Be sure you get a bottle on your way out to save some change to help the local ministry. And remember to give. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are with us always right this moment, but you're also down the road. You're ahead of us preparing life. What's just amazing. 
And today, Lord, we just want to receive the, the peace that should bring to our hearts. We want to receive the comfort you want us to have knowing you're with us and you're ahead of us too. Lord, this week, let us all grow in this awareness of your presence. Lord, let it impact our lives and so fill us with peace and joy that, that we're actually a blessing to other people around us and our community. Lord, let us know your presence this week, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Y'all have a great week.